0: i'm hafsa and welcome to the Mind pretty soul podcast where i get to talk about that which gives you peace of mind keeps you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing with incredible women that inspire me how is it may already all i remember is january being the longest slowest month and then it just quickly skipped to may currently i'm observing ramadan which is the holy month for muslims across the world during which we fast from sunrise to sunset i always welcome ramadan with open arms because it's my time to reset and reflect i think about my life and what's occurred between the last ramadan and now i express gratitude pray give charity and spend time with my family It's a time like no other in the sense that where we usually never have time to sit together as a family for the rest of the year, Ramadan forces us to be still and make the most of what and who is in front of you. Basically, Ramadan during a pandemic does that more so. Speaking of family, in this episode I'm joined by an incredibly special guest, my sister Hamda Isa Salway. Although I see her as my baby sister, she is, of course, an individual in her own right. She's a businesswoman, being the owner of aya's blends, offering a signature blend of traditional Somali tea spices directly inspired by Somali tea culture. She also works in the music industry, having worked in merchandise and branding, as well as being a freelance journalist, with her words having graced publications from Fader to Galdem to Buzzfeed. This episode isn't about what she does, however, it's about who she is, particularly who she is in relation to me. As a sister and she dubbed this episode the sister special so indeed it is special because it's with my sister of course. Hamda and I couldn't be more different if we tried with her being the bolder more daring one out of the two of us. With that said we're incredibly similar as you'll come to find out in the episode. Things start off with a fun chit chat and then it takes a deeper turn as the episode goes on.
2: How could I have been a better sibling to you? when we were growing up oh my god are we going in the deep end right now let's go
0: so it's worth sticking around and listening to the whole thing happy listening
2: so today i'm joined by an incredibly special guest my sister hamda welcome
1: thank you for having me finally it's so crazy being on the other side right now recording this with you when usually i'm the listener
2: (laughs) <laughs> I know. Funnily enough, you were actually supposed to be my first guest. Mm-hmm. The very first guest. The very first. We We'd booked studio time, everything was sorted, and then at the last minute you had to go on a work trip. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember this. Yeah, and I felt really bad at the time, so I'm making up for it finally. A year and a half later. Mm-hmm. I'm here now and that's what counts.
2: I think it's, it's good though actually that it worked out this way because what I wanted to talk about today is something completely different to initially what I'd intended to have you talk about or us talk about rather on the very first episode so I don't know I just wanted to kind of shake things up a little bit not have the usual conversations that I've had with my other guests but more or less to to get to know my sister further for you to get to know me further somewhat of a sister tag but not really a sister tag like YouTube but a sister episode, maybe? The we'll Sister see. Special. The Sister Special, that's it. I okay. think
1: I think that should be the title, to be yeah. honest,
2: The Sister Special. The Sister Special. It's interesting as well. Um, people do say that we sound alike, so anyone who's listening, I'm Hafsa.
1: I'm Hamda, and I'm really sorry if you have a hard time differentiating us. <laughs> maybe, just a maybe, for the listeners at home, we should each do a different accent. So they can absolutely not <laughs> differentiate us a little bit a little bit better.
2: No, 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 no you're not, you're not down with that. I'm not I'm not anyway. Let's move on. Well, you've definitely not heard me boss my guests around. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I'm Hafsa's baby sister by name and by trade. Okay. <laughs> um, I always I always struggle when people ask me to introduce myself or ask me, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself or what do you do because my mind goes blank immediately. But let me just start with my name, I guess. My name's Hamda. Should we go into the the story behind my name? Yes. Because the story behind my name is entirely based on me being your little sister. Yeah. It is, right? So, for the listeners at home, <laughs> I'm going to keep referring to them as the listeners at home, sorry.
2: So tell us about the story of your name.
1: The story of my name begins a long long time before either of us were born and it starts with our mother she was the only girl out of very many brothers alhamdulillah very big family but like I said she was the only girl and she always felt I think she always felt the absence of a sister. She she always says that she grew up looking at her cousins and her friends who were blessed with sisters and always felt like I would love to have a sister. She had friends and she had cousins, but at the end of the day, they go home. To their own family, as close as you can be with a best friend or a cousin, it's not the same as having the bond of a sister. It's something that she definitely always felt an absence of. So fast forward, she, you know, met our dad. First kid came along, bundle of joy. Um, that was all well and good. Two years later, pregnant again, and the first thing that she thought of when she felt pregnant was, "Oh God, I hope this isn't going to be a boy."
2: I think she thought that boys ran in the family. Yeah, there was um, an assumption that boys ran in her family because, well, there was literally not a single girl.
1: Yeah, so obviously that was the assumption that it runs in the family to have many, many boys and no girls or only one girl. So she fell pregnant with me and yeah so she was praying oh god i hope this isn't going to be the same i really don't want my daughter to be all alone i want my daughter to have a sister and i think they went ahead and did scans and found out that i was a girl and she burst out and said alhamdulillah and that's where my name came from yeah i think there's
2: a little bit of a there's a little bit more detail to it. So initially she wanted to call you Hamdi. Because well, that that
1: was the, the shorter romantic version, <laughs> romanticized version. Yeah. Like Hafsa said, there is a little bit more detail to it.
2: Yeah. So in the Somali culture, Hamda is not... I mean, I, th- I think it's quite common, but mm. generally parents will name their daughter Hamdi, which is, I think, like a... Like its its root is Alhamdulillah, which is praise be to God. But Hamdi... Is what initially my mom wanted to call Hamda, but basically...
1: In Arabic. Yeah. Or she was advised by a nurse who was her maternity nurse, I think. Yeah. That in Arabic, Hamdi is... A boy's name. Yeah, it's a masculine name. Hamda is the feminine. And yeah... That's how she decided to switch from Hamdi to Hamda. And I can't lie, I can't imagine myself ever being a Hamdi. There's a lot of power in a name.
2: Absolutely. I think there's definitely a lot of power in names. Um, it's really important. Speaking of the power of names, is that is that something you've ever
1: thought of? Are you, you know, one of the girls who thinks I want to name my kid so-and-so? Or like do you have any kind of names in mind for your imaginary future children?
2: I actually don't. really yeah i've thought of it in the past i did used to have a few names that i would love to give my kids but i haven't really stuck to them anymore i've kind of fallen out of love with those names so Mm -hmm. whatever happens happens i can't
1: lie i've got a little bit of a list going on okay i don't know if i want to say the names because it might be free game
2: yeah no let's not let's not give anyone any ideas i might
1: give people ideas and they might steal them so I won't some- be revealing that right now.
2: No, and I think we might not on have the sister some- special. No, not on the sister special. No, maybe another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the maternity another- special. <laughs> maternity special, maybe <laughs> in ten million years. But moving on, who else is Hamda? Tell us more about you.
1: <laughs> A little bit more about me. I'm goofy. I'm fun. I'm creative. I don't take myself too seriously. Um, I think in comparison to you, I think people see me more as the the silly sister do you know what I mean
2: yeah definitely I'm very serious whereas you're very chilled Mm.
1: not not just chilled but I'm like the goofier one and a lot more like you know what I mean
2: I think we're very different as people but at the same time we're very similar so we have Mm. strong differences but strong similarities as well so yeah I mean I can be goofy but I think you're just your nature At least like outward facing is very different. The demeanor, everything is very different to me.
1: I think because this is the sister special, when I describe myself right now, I feel like um, I'm thinking of a lot of ways to describe myself in relation to being your sister and not just who I am outside of that context, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So who am I in relation to Hafsa?
2: Who are you not in relation to Hafsa?
1: Who am I not in relation to Hafsa? Mm.
2: Take out any of the relationships that she has to others. Just who are you as a person?
1: Oh, wow. That is I'm having a little bit of a existential crisis right now in the studio. Sorry. Who am I? Well, that is the age old question. I am just a super goofy human being. Mm. Who is, I, I think I would like to describe myself as creative.
2: Yeah, I think you're very creative. You've been creative from a young age.
1: And not even just creative. I'm not even just creative in a I'm an artist, I'm a musician, I'm a filmmaker sense. I'm I'm a creative thinker. I'm a creative who doesn't create, if you know, what I mean, really, I don't I don't do much creating, to be fair. I do have a lot of hobbies that I like to pick up,
2: and uh, mm. I get
1: like surges of inspiration. And
2: because um, you're great at painting, you're good at writing. Yeah,
1: I like I like picking up random things to pass the time, but I'm not a creator for
2: profession. If you know what I mean. So profession, let's talk about that. What are you professionally?
1: I'm quite a few things. Um, my day job to start with I work in music merchandise and branding and then on the side I've been doing music journalism for quite a few years now I think it's been maybe six years that I've been writing about music on a freelance basis I'm also a small business owner girl boss got yeah hashtag CEO and all of that girl bossify me (laughs) what else do they say She's an
2: entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. That's so cringe. I know. I, I cringe really hard. But I, I'm, I'm so like, I'm so embarrassing. I say this stuff all the time. I'm a girl boss. Yeah, girl boss. You she, say that uh, with irony though. I would like to clarify that for the audience. I say it with irony. I don't mean it for real.
2: Yeah. But no, you do so many amazing things. And I think it's really cool that you have so many fingers in all these different pies but ultimately you are still a creator i think you actually are so where you were talking about i'm creative that doesn't create Mm -hmm. you are creating actually you've created a great brand aya's blend which is a blend of somali tea spices in a traditional
1: somali tea spices
2: and you work in a very creative industry Mm -hmm. so you are creating somewhat
1: thank you i feel a little bit validated now
2: speaking of validation let's dig into these questions so I've picked up from the internet from sources like Huffington Post and a load of different places and I will link them in the show notes I just thought it would be a mix of deep questions silly questions everything so let's get stuck in so let's go let's go what's your favorite childhood memory of us
1: I think there are so many that have just popped up in my head all of a sudden McDonald's birthdays
2: oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> McDonald's birthdays. for all the '90s
1: babies out there. Do you remember McDonald's birthdays?
2: I do, I do, I do, I do. I miss them. McDonald's birthdays were like the pinnacle. You weren't birthdays. a cool
1: kid if you didn't have a McDonald's birthday.
2: No, if you didn't have a McDonald's birthday as a kid, you were. Not you went call. in. You no. can't sit with us. No, you can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. You you ain't met Ronald McDonald. <laughs> You ain't you ain't
1: hanging with the hamburglar.
2: No. But honestly it was so cool. I think what's really cute is that we had these immigrant parents who came to the UK yeah. and are like just finding ways to adjust to the culture and they're like yeah. trying to find ways to make their kids happy and they're like, Oh, McDonald's. I mean they obviously knew McDonalds out of somewhere like before they'd come here, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Oh, it's a the kid. They were worldly people, remember? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it's this it's just so cute that they would make this effort to To make birthdays such a big thing for us. I always remember that birthdays were massive. Birthdays
1: were so special in our family. And, you know, it's so interesting because as an adult, like some of my friends, I like to make a big fuss out of their birthday. Mm. And to them, it's really alien. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what do you mean it's your birthday? Like, how are you, like, being so low-key about this? And I'll make a bigger fuss than they do. Yeah. Because to us in our household, birthdays were like, you are the special person of the day. You are,
2: like, you would wake up in the morning, you go downstairs into the living room and then you see pictures of yourself everywhere. Yeah.
1: I remember our dad. Put uh advert out for you in the paper. He did for your birthday. I with, remember with your glamour. Like, do you remember those glamour shots, baby glamour shots? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, you know what I. I i hope he's put it somewhere i hope he's stored it somewhere to yeah. just like have a rat lying around somewhere like he always loves to like keep track of all these different things so amazing memories like i that, just yeah. remember like that paper he wrote clippings like a, and yeah the paper clippings he's all over the paper clippings but i just have a fond memory of basically seeing this advert that my dad put out for me with a picture of me and yeah. to wish me a happy birthday i think i must have been like eight or nine years old yeah so you'd say McDonald's birthdays were the, the most fun memory. I think,
1: yeah, McDonald's birthdays are definitely up there. Um, Another one is when we had those matching Spice Girls t-shirts <gasps> from Queen's Crescent Market. They yes. were not official merchandise,
2: but they no. were cool as hell. Yes, oh my God, because we loved, 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 loved the Spice Girls. I, You were Scary Spice and yep. I was Baby Spice. Of course, I was with my curly hair and mm-hmm. I was just like, there's a picture actually of my dad on the phone sitting on the stairs and then... Hamda's like like you, you were basically I was sitting in in the front looking like baby spice yeah. and I'm looking like scary spice and I'm just like wow yeah and, and, and I was like so sat there like
1: yeah I was sat there like oh my god I'm so cute
2: we need to find that picture we do I'm gonna find that picture but yeah I just remember having it was like a crop top type of thing so there was mm-hmm. like a green one and an orange one and mm-hmm. I felt like the baddest girl like just wearing We were baby baddies yeah we really were baby baddies but anyway, so that's the fondest memory. Now, my other question is, what's a memory of us that still makes you laugh?
1: Oh, my God. Again, there are so many. Um, mm, I was going to say a really bad one.
2: Yeah, let's save that one. Let's save it. Um, Although, let's, I want to hear it later. <laughs> but spare me. I know one. So, we'd gone out shopping with mum and you picked something out in the market and you were like I want that and mum had said no I, I don't remember why she said no or how she said it but I just remember it being a no and then you ran away and then we were just trying to find you around the market and then we found you you were sitting on a wall across from the house and then let the laugh out <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh my God. I was like dying to laugh, like trying not to laugh out
2: loud. You were basically just sulking and you were talking about how you wanted to run away and kids are so dramatic Dramatic, just because she said no I mean now as an adult we can look back and probably think that number one she probably bought you something so she's thinking absolutely not or number two she was
1: probably thinking I've spent enough on this child today already
2: or I think sometimes kids can also look at something that's just horrible and you're like hell no I'm not letting Mm. my child wear that maybe or she just doesn't have the money literally right now to buy that so you know you weren't as bad as me though i would throw a full-on tantrum
1: yeah kids do you know what is so funny when i think back on it like i was the family drama queen when we were kids right yeah and now when i look back at some of my behavior as a kid i'm like yeah i really was that but at the time i was like what this is an unjustified tag a smear on my name like and obviously i was i always reacted really dramatically I think you're very drama similar to
2: mum in the sense that she's very lively. She's very much a character. Yeah, yeah, she's a character. I think we took I took after dad. Mm. You taken after our mum. Oh, and my God. Side note,
1: by yeah. the way. Doesn't it feel so alien saying mum and dad?
2: It does. I'm only saying this for like the listener. Purpose. Yeah, so we're doing
1: this for you guys listening <laughs> right now
2: because we call mum Hoya in Somali and dad. Abo. Mm-hmm. So if we say mum, hoyo, dad, abo interchangeably, that's why. I'm yeah. just yeah. So it does but feel it's, very weird. It's very
1: alien on my tongue.
2: It does, it does, it does. When
1: I when I say mum and mum or dad, it almost feels like I'm referring to somebody else's mum or dad.
2: Speaking of mum and dad or hoyo and abo, is there anything that you admire about them?
1: Oh, there's so much. Yeah, there's loads that I admire about them. I think with Abo, the biggest thing that I admire about him is his steadfastness and his dedication to his cause and morals and his core values yeah I've never seen him waver on any of those things and I think he is probably the most morally upright person that I know yeah yeah. Um, he has such strong values, whether it's politically, socially, all of his values, like from the get go, from the things that he instilled in us from childhood is what he lives by today. Yeah, he's not a frivolous person. He likes to live modestly, no matter what, no matter where he is Um. with his earnings. Like he's he's somebody that gives with an open hand. He's really generous. He takes care of people. He cares a lot about justice and yeah I I just that's something that I really um respect and love about him he's so caring as well and then with Hoy I think what I really respect about her is how much she stands up for herself no one can sway her nobody can tell her otherwise if she wants something she'll do it she'll go Mm -hmm. for it and it's it's something that I love about her it's a trait from her that I've gotten as well yeah and then when you present it To somebody who's exactly
2: the same as you, it comes off as stubbornness. She knows that you're exactly like her. You're very outspoken, you're very headstrong, you're very confident, you're very self assured. You know exactly what you want and no one will sway you. It's
1: something that she reminds me of anytime we clash about a decision in my life. She always reminds me, I love you and I want the best for you. And that's why I'm telling you to do it like this. And then at the same time, I'll be like, Well, I love you too and I also want what's best for me and I think that this might be the best thing for me.
2: With that being said though do you think you'll parent your children in the same way that we were parented?
1: Yes and no. I don't think there's anything that I can say is definitively bad but I will definitely pick up on the strengths. I think something that our parents did was really work to make us feel empowered, mm. especially our dad. I think he has a really strong understanding of misogyny and how society deems us. And, you know, from a young age, he's always tried to combat that and make us feel like we are we are strong and we are powerful. Even um, just thinking about, the karate classes and the boxing classes yes. that we used to do when we were kids yeah like i remember thinking oh my god this is so boring i can't believe i have to do this every saturday morning at 9am
2: i hated it at first i you really know, did yeah
1: some of the classes i did hate some of them i did enjoy but the root of that wasn't it wasn't just about fitness and it wasn't just about learn how to do a punch it was about empowering us
2: yeah to feel confident to be able to to walk proudly out yeah. and about because i think They would. They know that eventually my children are going to have to leave the house. They're going to have to be adults, or not even just be adults. But I'm going to send my kids to school eventually. I can't always be with them, and I want them to know
1: school is tough. You know, kids are cruel, and you would never want your kid to walk around in the playground and feel intimidated. Mm. So there was there was so much wisdom in decisions that our parents made for us as kids. Yeah, and I think a lot of that I would definitely adopt.
2: What's really interesting is yesterday I was going out for a walk with a really good friend of mine and we were just talking about um, having perspective when it comes to money for example or just privilege in general. So she was talking about how for example you might have someone who is on a super super high salary but to them they might not see it as such because they're around people that are making way more money than them. Mm. So for them, they're thinking, oh, I'm not making as much. But then the average person will look at them and think, I would die for that amount of money. That would help me pay my most important bills. And then it would give me some change as well. With that being said, I did say to her, "Look, my parents, especially our mum, said there is no way that I'm raising my kids in the UK for them to never see real life. And when I say real life, is real life that they came from. You know, mm. in the sense that she would always take us out to countries like the UAE. I mean, the UAE back then when we were kids was not the UAE of today, by the way. But
1: definitely wasn't.
2: It was pretty much desert. But mm. Egypt, places like that. And my mum said that the reason why I took you to these places was to see what real life is like. I mean, the UK is real life, but it's very privileged. It's not the only way of it's life. A, I I think, it's spot on. I
1: think that's definitely a perspective that I've gained from traveling from a very young age we were really fortunate to to be going to Dubai and to be going to Egypt and you know faraway places when we were just you know eight nine ten years old and spending extended periods of time as well in the Middle East and later on when we lived in Saudi Arabia as well so that really taught me the way that people live in the UK isn't the only way of living exactly the way that people live in the UAE isn't the only way of living that's something that enriched us from a very young age as well and having more of a
2: world view it's so important to have that because if you're living with just one world view Mm. honestly I think it it's a massive disservice because you're very blind to how other people live and it doesn't give you a very well-rounded experience. Absolutely. I just remember when um, Alba had driven me around um, in Bosaso in Somalia and he had driven me past these internally displaced people's camps, basically people who've come from conflict-ridden areas in the country and have come to settle for relative peace. And we drove past these makeshift huts, these makeshift like shacks, and he was driving past and he said, Hafsa, open your eyes. This is life. He said, this is what life is. Life in the way that you live it in the UK. Fair enough. That is the way you live your life. But I or want to know. the way you, to you know. perceive life to be. Exactly. But this is also how other people are living. People are living in complete poverty. Mm-hmm some people are destitute and it's not in a um i know that some people have like this idea of poverty porn where it's like yeah. look at how bad your life could be but be grateful i hate that but it's, it's not it's, that. it just all. gives you a very you well-rounded have, experience. yeah i think
1: i think the understanding that i took away from seeing internally displaced people was they are my peers yes ultimately these yeah. people there is no difference between me and these people. I could have been them. Who we're born to and where we're born is a random lottery. To go back to the whole thing of travel, again, these are really important insights that you only get when you're out in the world. And it reminds me of that proverb, meaning he who has not travelled has no understanding.
2: I think that's probably why I think I'd parent in the way that they did. I would definitely mm-hmm. learn from that and definitely take what they... Did in that sense because i would love to give my children a very well-rounded, well-rounded experience of what life is like i don't want my children to gallivant around the world very blind to what reality is for many people so and yeah just i have think a better ex- perspective yeah, i think is really important
1: i think raising worldly children is definitely something i would love to do
2: speaking of worldly actually mm-hmm. where has your favorite holiday been
1: oh i love this question so I think I've been to twenty countries in total now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna say Mexico because I want you to come to Mexico,
2: <laughs> hopefully one day. So where you what you've been to a lot of countries, but where yeah. where have you been? And what are some memories as well that you some had in these places?
1: Some standout ones. That I'm just gonna say are like Croatia. I've been to a couple times now. Malta, amazing. I'm gonna say it again Mexico, Somalia, top one for me, and um. Let me think of one more. I'll say the Netherlands. Even, you know, it's it's just here in Europe, but yeah. it's it's a place where I have family and friends and I have so many fond memories even though it's, you know, just 50 minutes away on EasyJet. Just just yesterday I was thinking about the question of first holiday mm-hmm. like before foreign travel like really like young early childhood holidays and I'm thinking was that Brighton?
2: It could have been or Butlins.
1: Butlins maybe yeah Butlins for for those who haven't been to Butlins it's a family resort here in the UK (laughs) where they have red coat staff who are I think what are they like the reps? yeah
2: and there were loads of different like things you can do so there was like a performance room so you could go in and watch Watch, someone perform like different bands and stuff before like cover
1: cover artists and stuff like that and then they had like kids activities like we're gonna go on like a treasure hunt and look for candy or we're gonna go on different fair rides or go swimming i do you remember the tidal pool that tidal pool wow i don't remember that they had like a whole like massive wet part of the resort where they had like a crazy spiral. What are they you called what a slide, and like a, a tidal pool. What's and
2: funny is that you have memories that I don't remember at all, and vice versa. So sometimes you can fill in the gaps a little bit for me, which is cool. Yeah, you know? that was a
1: cool holiday. But yeah. I think I think before that, our first family holidays were probably going down to Brighton, Brighton I love, Beach. I love. Do you going remember? To Brighton, do you remember Brighton Rock? Yeah, I can't eat that as an adult. Why? It's just sugar and color
2: and peppermint or something, right? Yeah, and or experiment. like a little bit of strawberry
1: banging. There are
2: certain things though that take you back to childhood, though, mm. and that always it's, takes me. It's to childhood. such a nostalgic sweet. Takes me back to those kind of fond childhood memories of just going to Brighton, seeing the family there, mm. going on the beach, avoiding the the bloody um, seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, yeah. Good times. We should go back this year. I think so. So. I have another question. I have loads of other questions, but one question I wanted to ask was, Am I your favorite sibling? No? Okay, so I'll take that as a no.
1: I'm not gonna lie. Yes and no. Okay. Yusuf is my favorite brother. Yep. And you're my favorite sister.
2: Is he the favorite because he's the youngest or I or just what? I just had an
1: assumption that Yusuf was everyone's favourite.
2: He is my favorite, to be fair. Yeah. He is my favorite. I just have a soft spot for him. I just, I remember the day he was born. I remember him growing up. He's 21, but I genuinely see him as a baby. I consider him a baby. Yeah. Same thing. I see him as a baby. But then I think the relationship we have is very different because I'm a lot closer to you. Mm -hmm. With him, it's a very mother, older sister, younger brother dynamic. We don't have a. A friendship as such.
1: I think we're good friends, me and Yusuf. I'd like to think that we're friends. I like to imagine that I'm down with the kids, you know. You,
2: on the other hand, I think that we just have a very different dynamic. I can be a bit of a mother to you, sure. Yeah. But with you and I, we're a lot closer. I share secrets with you. You share your secrets with me. I like to go out together as well, everything.
1: We have a friendship circle. Yeah. And I like like to think of you as one of my best
2: friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're my second favorite. And why? Are there like traits that you like about me or not? Or Let's, I Let's think, reword that actually. I think. Are there traits um, that you like about me and also the traits that I'll you say, don't like about me? I'll
1: say there's, okay, one trait that I envy about you mm. is your organization. Really? Like, it amazes me how organized and on top of things you can be. Whereas, oh. when, like, I'm sure when you, like, for example, like our living spaces, right? Yeah. Like, when you compare how I am and how how you are I'm quite obviously an organized mess like I'm like <laughs> I live in chaos but I know where everything is and yeah I can live in mess but I can't live in dirt whereas you are very Marie Kondo and very streamlined and min- m- more minimalist and I'm like all over the place so I think that's definitely a trait about
2: trait of yours that I respect and envy. And is there anything that you would say you are not as keen about? Mm-mm,
1: I don't. Okay, I don't want this to seem like a dig, but I think a trait of yours that can be grating is no. This is. I'm gonna sound like such a dickhead right now. Sorry, I'm gonna sound like an arsehole. You're very cautious, and a lot of things make you anxious. I think. Yeah. I, I don't really think a lot about my actions.
2: You don't. You definitely don't.
1: I don't. I'm very <laughs> spontaneous and I don't think about things twice. But you're a lot more cautious. And I understand that also comes from having anxiety and that you like to... you you overthink things sometimes like you really go in the details of what could go wrong what could happen and things like that and I think it I find it frustrating sometimes because it slows down decision making and I'm a fast decision maker I'm like go 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 on to the next step and it's it's always a non-issue for me because like I said I don't consider the consequences of my actions a lot of the time which is probably something I should work on but You could have a lot more spontaneity in your life
2: You know in the same vein though That's something I've always envied about you Mm. I've always been thinking like wow Hamda she's so she's so like fearless you're very fearless that's, that's the one yeah, word i, would I think to describe you it's as.
1: also something very detrimental to me nothing ever scares me and no, I, I know nothing. that's really it's good and it's bad but not like things just don't scare me I often. think that's
2: why you have the life that you do and I think that's why you're the person that you are and I think that's why you've had the experiences that you have had because mm. you're so fearless and you're like forget it like I'm just gonna do it whereas for me I mull things over I overthink And I think that's probably because of me being the older sister as well. So from a young age, it's always been kind of um, drilled into me that you you are responsible. You are the third parent. You have to make sure that you're steering your siblings in the right way. Mm. You need to make sure that you're helping them. You need to be responsible. So I very much um, think about my um, decisions. Let's pause for a second. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about, they call it eldest daughter of immigrants disorder
2: What what is it called
1: disorder not disorder <laughs> disorder is not the word complex is it not even a complex
2: i just think it's
1: just uh there's definitely a term for it i like i feel like it's a term that i've been seeing a lot on social media is, is it ringing a bell
2: it is because this is my life i know but um, it's very much, uh, I don't even know if there's a name for it, but it's just that I think there is very much a legacy or rather there is very much something that's ingrained in people. Either the eldest daughter mm-hmm. or they're just the eldest daughter out of all of their siblings. So even if you might have older brothers, you will have been sorry so even if you have elder brothers by you're still in a unique
1: position of being the eldest daughter exactly and your responsibilities are different because of your
2: gender yeah and i've always felt like with you being the younger sibling Mm. i think the approach is very different because you've come across as very much like the um the laid-back sister as well i think to a lot of people your personality i think is very much rooted in the fact that not even very much rooted but I think there are I think privilege. our position I in life always definitely our position in the family definitely um influences our character I think. I think, I think so
1: too and I agree. Um, I think it's definitely a privilege to not be the eldest because <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a privilege <laughs> It's
1: a privilege but I I do mean that seriously as well because like we we touched on earlier I don't think I would be the fearless person that I am or I don't or I don't think I would be the spontaneous person that I am because a big part of my spontaneity is rooted in not taking responsibility for others as well. So I don't feel responsible for the actions of others. Yeah. If you you know what I mean. I do. I get it because I think with you being not weighed down by that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Whereas I think for me that whole thing of being the decision maker and mulling things over it's very unique to being an older child I think um I think each and every person the position that they were born in in the family will have some element of influence I think over and I'm
1: sure there's like some some psychology to it as well yeah, I mean, we're not the experts. but I mean, they
2: say that like eldest children are usually more prone to being um, a perfectionist. They're more prone to being making sure that they're the most successful because they feel like they have something to live up to because they're the first to ever do it. Even I definitely got a sense
1: of that, like starting school, starting secondary school. Yeah, And I'm sure anybody listening right now who has an older sibling who went to secondary school with them, they can definitely vouch for that as well going into school having an older sibling there makes you untouchable so nobody's gonna mess with you because they know that you've got an older brother or sister at the same school yeah and it's exactly the same like in the household
2: yeah it was always funny being like yeah I've got my I've got to keep an eye on my younger sister yeah you know, yeah anyone's my younger sister will watch
1: I remember you giving me the heads up before school started you were like you can't wear those jeans you can't wear that oh my god you have to get a just do it bag like you can't wear that ugly bag and you have to get um, a <laughs> (laughs) Um, I think at the time, it the Nike Dunk lows were cool. So before, obviously, before school started, we went and did like my school shopping. And you were like, you have to get these dunks, and they were like pink and white dunks. And then you, yeah, you you basically styled me for my first day of school. And I remember my outfit so distinctly. Really, tell me. I was wearing pink Nike Dunks, like I just said kids gap jeans with pink stitching mm-hmm. on the side and then obviously like it was like a little boot cut vibe and I was wearing a pink and white striped polo oh I, I think the collar was a little bit popped am I describing what Kanye West was wearing at the time basically
2: so what year did you start school?
1: 2005.
2: 2005 is around the time that he started kind of emerging, I think. Basically, I went
1: into school looking like Kanye West. I had my little pink Nike bag as well. So that was styled by, hashtag styled by Hafsa.
2: Cute. That leads me to another question that I had, which was, how was school for you? How did you find it? Did you like school?
1: Oh my God. Um, I think I loved it and I hated it. I think I found school really frustrating because I hate, any kind of power structure i'm such a I'm, I'm not somebody who goes well with authority so I found myself questioning authority all the time and I never respected like the authority of teachers or the whole thing of you have to respect me and you have to do what I say simply because I'm older than you yeah and it was it just wasn't something that I could calculate I would always respond with the same energy that they gave me so I wouldn't respect them just off the basis of them being a teacher and I came to log ahead so many times with teachers and also as you remember I used to fight a lot so
2: you were (laughs) a very angry kid I was such an angry kid yeah was there a particular reason why you think you behaved the way you did
1: there were a lot of factors so I think the biggest one was my health problems as a kid yeah and kind of you know taking various like strong medications and doing things like steroid treatment for my kidneys Oh my god, are we going in the deep end right
0: now? Let's go.
1: Yeah. So taking really intensive courses of medication that had loads of side effects. Steroids have an effect on your mood and your temper and it can make you really hot headed. And I think high key, I was actually depressed as well about the medication and the treatment that I was on, but I had no way of processing it. And it just came out in the most primal way. It came out as anger instead of coming out as sadness. Oh wow. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And that's basically how I was expressing it. And then I found myself... in a lot of conflict in school because like I said number one I just couldn't gel with being told what to do in a needless way Mm -hmm. um, which is how I perceived it at that time and then at the same time like my parents are trying to empower me to be really strong and you know and then I'm going into school where they want to bend you and kind of I felt kind of like subjugated almost a lot in school so that was a big source of conflict for me and then any kind of conflict that came about going to a girls school was resolved by fighting. Yeah. Like, girls' schools are so savage.
2: and It gives you a thick skin, honestly. It gives you such a thick skin. I think the best education was going to a girl's school yeah not just it makes you streetwise it does it definitely does and you kind of understand um how to navigate things because when it comes to a corporate career I've come to understand how to navigate it honestly because mm. of what school was like I'm not even yeah. exaggerating
1: I think um going to a, a girl's school you dealt with a lot of bitchiness a lot of really like sly underhand tactics and you really have to learn like to get around that and I think at that age I couldn't rise above it at that age so the only other way that children know how to resolve an issue if you're not going to rise above it it means like we're going to go and fight this out so that's why I think I used to fight a lot in school. One crazy thing that I remember about school was the unofficial fight season that was at the start of every school year Because you would come back from the summer holidays where, you know, this girl might have grown two inches taller, this girl might have grown massive boobs, this girl, you know, got braces, and you'd come back to school in September and the hierarchy would restructure.
2: That's such an interesting way of looking at it when I never thought of it like that.
1: Well, I mean, you can't think of it like that when you're in it, but afterwards you realise the reason why so many fights would happen at the start of the school year was because the table had been shaken up a little bit. Yeah. And and so much would change over the summer when, when your kids you can grow so much in just a few months' time. Yeah. So you come back to school, the hierarchy has changed a little bit. This girl's a little bit more popular. This girl's a little bit she's fallen off the, you know, the social sphere a little bit. And then you would get fights because people were trying to, you know, reacclimate and get back in
2: where they were previously or fight for their their place at the table. Going to a girls' school is definitely very, very, very character building especially when you go to a school in in a city London Um, I assume it's different to probably other places but going to a school in London you're going to school with all kinds of people as well so it gives you a very well rounded um, glimpse into what people are like like in my nature I've never been someone who is very exactly I've never been a confrontational person person. but school you have to actually adjust I think school is such a dog eat dog environment and it's quite sad to say there were times where I would have to preempt things so there were times where I would probably have to come across as the bully Mm. and I would do that because I thought well let me avoid exactly or sometimes they would even preempt it because I would say let me avoid it because sorry let me avoid and prevent her from bullying me yeah so let me get to her before she Mm -hmm. gets to me yeah I think what you're
1: touching on is the g-check in school if you fail that g-check you're your dog meat like you're finished essentially You'll never get respected. Everybody will pick on you in school. You're fodder for the bullies. Mm. Yeah, I think like speaking to people now who you know have younger siblings in school or have children in school, something that I've definitely picked up on is that children nowadays have a better understanding of bullying and they have a better understanding of mental health as well and the impact. I love that. Yeah, I I love that too. The impact that it can have on on your peers and like on your classmates. So. I feel like they they probably don't experience it the same way anymore. But we were we were like literally navigating a a minefield essentially. So
2: moving on I wanted to ask you a question that I found I think it was on the Huffington Post and I was like I have to ask Hamda. How could I have been a better sibling to you when we were growing up? Mm, Honestly I, I
1: don't think there's any point like highlighting anything to say you could have been a better sibling when we were growing up because it is what it is the past is the past and we have such a great relationship and if there were anything so glaringly obvious we wouldn't have the relationship that we have but as an adult okay as an adult I will say you could be a better sister by being a little less judgmental I think really yeah I can't lie like it's is like sometimes I do feel like you can be a little bit judgmental and I think that comes from you being the third parent and my motherly ways yeah you being so motherly and then also it comes back to the whole you feeling responsible for me and I think sometimes you you judge specific decisions that I make or the pace that I make my decisions you might snap at me the same way that a parent would snap at their child as well And I'm like oh hold on like we we just went from talking like mates to talking like a mother and daughter yes
2: I do think we can switch a lot from time to time we kind of jump from that parent child dynamic to sibling sibling dynamic
1: what about me is there anything that you think I should improve on (laughs) does it give you less headache
2: let me give you a full list I'm joking um I don't know I really don't think there's anything that's glaringly obvious that makes me think oh my god I'm like a perfect
0: sibling
2: it might come to me don't just (laughs) get ahead of yourself maybe I might think to myself oh I've had enough of this girl I definitely have a whole bucket full of things that she needs to change but honestly I think knowing what you're like Mm. there is so much that i respect about you that i just think yeah obviously we butt heads a lot we will fight and then an hour later we'll get on i think that's what it's like with sisters the dynamic that we have there is no dynamic yeah with anyone else like that because we can literally bite each other's head off and, and then, then, then 30 seconds later 30 and, I,
1: and you know what i can't lie having that as siblings it means that Sometimes you don't even have to apologise to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, I don't apologise to you. Yeah, like we don't apologise to each other often because we know there's no hard feelings. Whereas I think sometimes like if you said or did specific things to like the things that we might do to each other or say to each other. Wow, I I sound like, like the way that I'm saying it sounds like we do crazy things or say crazy things to each other. But like, you know, like minor little petty things. I know there's no hard feelings and it's not that deep ultimately. But I think if I did that to a mate, they might be like, oh, like that was shady or whatever. I'm not talking to her. Yeah. Or they might, they might expect um, an apology. Yeah. And, you know, fair enough in that context, it might be warranted. But I think with siblings, like you always know there's no hard feelings and friendships end. Whereas, you know, with siblings, it's not going to end unless one of us dies. (laughs) god
2: forbid god forbid soon god forbid but i know i i I get it one thousand a thousand 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 percent so we've come to the end of the episode hamda and one thing i wanted to ask the very last thing is is there something about yourself that you want other people to know because i know that how people perceive you and i don't just mean you but i mean as in in general when people perceive a person Sometimes that's not how that person perceives themselves. Mm. So, is there anything that you would like people to know about you?
1: I am so much more sensitive than I give off. Wow. And I think the only people that pick that up literally my mom and my dad. Yeah. Nobody ever seems to pick up how just how sensitive I actually am. And it's crazy because obviously, like I said, like I don't take myself too seriously. I'm very goofy. I'm very much like, I don't care what anybody says.
2: And ultimately, I don't really care. That's one thing I love about you, by the way. You really move around the world, like, without giving a single F in the world like I really don't
1: care I really yeah there's there's not many people whose opinion that I care for in this world it's really my nearest and dearest whose opinions I care for but I think somebody like me I always come off really bubbly and I always come off really like light-hearted and that is me but I am also somebody who's very emotional I can be really like in tune with my emotions and that's why I'll be crying over a video of a cat that I saw on TikTok yeah
2: you're really into your cats aren't you yeah
1: like things like that like I'm so sensitive to things like children or anything to do with animals anything to do with love anything to do with injustice as well like it really breaks
2: my heart to bits I've noticed that you're very big on injustice I think as a kid as well not big on injustice I'm (laughs) big on justice baby (laughs) okay yeah so one thing I makes me sound like Hitler oh no hell no one thing I truly 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 admire about you Mm. and it's something that I've definitely looked at and thought wow Hamda is just a knockout when it comes to this like as part of her character is that you cannot sit and bear to see injustice Mm. from a young age I remember you'd even defend kids that were being bullied in school yeah you would get into fights with the bullies you've never hesitated to stand up for what you truly felt was right and honestly Mm. I admire that about you so much
1: thank you like it's got me in a lot of problems yeah i um, like I've I've definitely landed myself in a lot of s- sticky situations because when you get that combination of somebody who cares about Justice and cares about like the little guy, and you combine that with somebody who's also fearless, almost to a fault, and to their own detriment. I end up walking into scenarios where, like, if I see a fight on the street and it looks like this person is overpowering that person, I will really walk in there, like me being five foot two, like, and And try to stop
2: it.
0: Or like,
1: I I'll like involve myself. Like, I won't be the bystander if I see. Um, a guy being really horrible to a woman in public, or like, like, sometimes I've seen people having domestics in the street, and the girl might be crying, or, you know, the guy might be like particularly aggressive I'll insert myself into that situation and then afterwards I'll be thinking oh my god that was really dangerous I can't believe I did that like that was actually really irresponsible in that moment I'll be like whoa 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 what's going on here like I'm some like kind of like lad like walking in there like what's going on here mate are you all right love like are you okay do you need to get away from the situation are you like should we get you away from this scenario like I'll intervene myself when actually in that scenario really I can't physically protect myself it's quite reckless but I don't regret any situation like that that i would you intervene in have. well
2: we've come to the end we have we have the end of the sister special we have come to the end of the sister special so hamda where can we find you on socials you
1: can find me at hamda inc on twitter and on instagram something a little bit more important than you finding me is you should find my business called aas blends okay yep so check that out um if you're a tea lover we sell traditional somali tea spices and if you haven't tried somali tea before it's got sugar spice and everything nice Ooh. so yeah check that out on twitter on instagram is blends and it's just spelled a y also if you just google it you'll find the website and yeah that's where you can find me
2: great well thank you so much for listening guys i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please 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 don't hesitate to leave a review for example on apple podcasts the more reviews we get the more five stars we get the more the podcast can be pushed out to other people and more people can listen to the sister special yes we want everyone everyone in the world to listen to sister special (laughs) but thank you so much stay safe stay blessed and take care bye (music)